Good morning and welcome to The Old School, a podcast about the American education system, its uh, traits, mores, ideas, thoughts, conjectures, speculations, ruminations, pontifications, uh, problems, solutions, and so far as we know the solutions. Good morning, Herr Dr. Bourgeois. Good morning, Herr Miller. Uh, I was listening to your list. Um, I, I started to take notes, but the thing you didn't say, which you often say, is foibles. Um, we can do that too. Foibles. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're the only person I know who's ever said the. <laughs> well, you know, we got I got a lot going on over here. I can't think of everything uh, all the time, you know. So, so do you prepare for this? Like, you spend the week, you know, writing, you know, script and jokes and the things that you in these little introductions. Are you actually reading? Well, I, no, I'm not reading. It just comes off the top of the head. But however, I do have. Uh, hot off the press, uh, have letters from listeners, uh, and uh, started read like two or three of them. You know, just uh, some thoughts that people have uh, sent to us at uh, the old school headquarters, the nurturing <laughs> environs and uh, the nurturing bosom of North Texas. Uh, so you had them printed on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, they're, they're coming in by the by the stack full. So I just thought. So we don't- we don't take Sorry, we, we, uh, yeah no, no that's all, that, because we don't because we don't allow comments on the uh on the internet people have turned to uh writing letters so they're writing you personally yeah um, so here's here just, just a couple you know just oh, kind of actually gonna read a letter now is well, this yeah. lengthy no no just relax it's gonna be fine dear old school Having just listened to the podcast on conversations in the classroom, I could not help but admire the gentle good humor and sense of insight that Ross displayed throughout the episode. Matt was brilliant, thoughtful, and also Canadian. Steve seemed a little grumpy. Signed, Connie S. Who? Do you know this person? No, just a listener, you know. I, I, I mean, you're going to be grumpy every once in a while. I mean, it happens. How, how they, you made this up. How did they actually yeah. get it to you? I mean, no, it just came in the mail. Here's, here's another one. Old, dear, old school. What a wonderful episode when you two discuss athletics in school. Not only was Ross on point with his argument, his thoughtful, emotional retelling of how his beloved Colts left Baltimore brought me to tears. Clearly one of the most powerful emotional moments of the podcast. Steve seemed a bit sluggish, signed Frank E. Okay, so these are clearly things that you've made up. Oh, no, I mean, just, just straight off the press. I mean, just straight out of the mailbox. I, one I, more, I one more. Know, just uh, somebody by the name of Frank. No, yeah. I, 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 know, I know many people by many names. So this is one last one here. Dear old school, I just wanted to write a quick email after listening to the episode on student voice. Ross's questions were insightful and thought-provoking. Dr. Nyland was extraordinarily poised and wise. Steve seemed a little angry. Signed, Mike W. So, I don't know. It's just three. I mean, we've done a bunch of these. I mean, you surely can't be great every single time we step to the mic, as it were. So It's like new territory. You're preparing things, and it's shtick. And <laughs> what are you talking I, about? I barely said a word with Larry Nyland. I introduced <laughs> Him, a uh, great man, by the way, and uh, great man. Uh, yes. How could I be angry? I don't. I don't know. That's you know, you know. It's all about perception. It's not necessarily what we intend to project, but sometimes people pick it up as different things. You know. So, but listen again. These are just three comments about three podcasts. This is our thirty eighth podcast, or something like that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're great all the other times. You know. 
So, so you're actually thinking about the podcast in between Saturdays to actually write those things and prepare them and bring them. Yeah, like I said, it's came in the mail. So yeah. it's just... you know, there is a, a feature on most platforms, and we're on many, where we actually can get uh, comments. Um, we'd probably be getting hate mail, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does beg the question, you know, when you ask for comments, do you really want comments, you know, or do you? Would you just rather be ignorant <laughs> well, of how things are falling out there? Um, I think if it's a one-way conversation where mm. we talk to them and yes. they write a comment, then we intentionally do Ignore not respond. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, the last thing we want is to get into conversations that go back and forth. I mean, then we have, what What do you call it? It's not even called Facebook anymore. You know what it's called? It's called hell. (laughs) (laughs) And every time you read those comments, like on like on a news report, or you know, it it doesn't take long before Hitler comes up. So I just let's just go ahead. Let's go ahead and just nip it in the bud, and let's just prevent Nazism from showing up in our comment section. So it does kind of close out a conversation, and somebody has nothing (laughs) left to give. Uh, let's remember that older German lady say what you want about Hitler, you know, which is never a great way to start a conversation. It's a horrible <laughs> sentence starter. Uh, <laughs> Nothing good can come after that. So no. anyway, wow. what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. So are we talking about public discourse or what, what is our topic today? Well, I'm just thinking about, um, cause we've hit on this. We've hinted about this from time to time, but the notion of, where do we as educators stand on the great pecking order of occupations in society? How are we viewed? How are we seen? Um, of course, one way that sometimes people can construe public opinion is how we are portrayed, say, in movies and things of that nature. I thought it'd be kind of interesting to delve a little bit into that and what we think might be the reasons for whether we are seen in, in a good or bad light. But perhaps also how other folks see their teachers in other countries. Okay. Well, that are, are we assuming that the conversation will go that um, teachers are underappreciated and, and there are stereotypes that uh, persist because they're reinforced by media. There's certainly stereotypes. I mean, as far as being underappreciated, I mean, I guess you can make you can make a case for that, but I, you know, the idea about stereotypes is that there there is a particular fallacy in a stereotype. And there's a potential problem with trying to make broad generalizations about something, especially if something as varied as something like this. You know, I would believe that it is not the case that we are universally underappreciated. Um, I wonder to what it, I mean, you've, you've had people inviting you into their homes to make dinner for you. Maybe you don't really have, maybe you've not really felt underappreciated in your career. No, I, I was beloved by, by student and parent and administrator alike. Um, I, I was really a, a unicorn in that sense, um, because usually you're beloved by one or of those parties, but not all simultaneously. Um so yeah, I, I I put a high bar up there, contrary to your hate mail that you, you read at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Uh, hate mail seems a strong word. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm popular no matter what context um, because I'm charming. <laughs> Has anyone called you charming, Ross? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call you grizzled, grumpy, 
Curmudgeon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Curmudgeon. Luddite. Brilliant. I mean, Brilliant. Luddite part you take as a compliment. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't accept Luddite. Because Luddite is someone who has a fear or suspicion mm-hmm. of technology. I just have questions. I believe, much like indoor plumbing, I believe there is a place for some level of technology. The question is how much of it. And so. I'm not going to put myself in the category of an automatic contrarian uh, as it relates to technology. I am using a damn Zoom thing right now or whatever this is called to record these things. So clearly the notion of technology in and of itself is not an issue. Um, That that was a departure from our topic and I like myself. So you, we're talking about teachers and, and, and in some places, you know, like Germany, for example, the teachers uh, treated with a lot more respect and um, they're honored. They are, their pay reflects that honor, um, not only what they receive um, while they're teaching, but they have a handsome retirement that's comparable to what they get when they're teaching, unlike what we have here. So I think the... People put their money um, where their mouth is to some extent as far as honoring teachers. So the the parameters by which we judge how a society views teachers is not necessarily based upon how they're treated per se by parents or administrators or what have you, but rather by how they're paid or compensated. Well, can, they're, they're, can a teacher be can a teacher be appreciated without it being obvious within their pay or pension plan. Yeah, it it, it just ha- it has to do with the dynamics, particularly with with a parent. You know, do they do they strike the idea that the teacher is working for them? You know, and, and are they presumptuous, like get, get this to me by tomorrow or whatever? Are they are they respectful and um, mindful that the teachers have you know 100, 120 students and that they're child is not going to rise to the top of the list immediately because they emailed them. Right. Um, So you're suggesting that in a society where teachers are more appreciated, this attitude does not exist or not does not exist to the degree that we have here. I don't know. I I think it's, it's complicated. I'm I'm thinking about my own, not my teachers, but the teachers of my kids. Hmm. Um, and, and so we're very impressed with, you know, many of them, most of them, quite hmm. frankly, um, we don't really have a platform to thank them, you know, unless there's an email communication and whenever there is, if we request something, there's always a moment and I always take advantage of it where I, I thank them for what they're doing and, and, uh, because I've been there and, but, the, but I, I guess it, it's kind of a thankless job to that extent that, that you know that it's not readily readily available to a platform to um you know pat teachers on the back mm. well in your time in germany because you know one of the things when we talk to our colleagues in germany one of the things that they have often said to us in dread is the notion of conference day you know the idea of an entire day where one set of parents after another parade in to talk about their kid or what have you it does not appear even though we would probably generally say teachers are more respected in germany than they are in the u.s it does not appear that they are the parents do not show up to fet the teacher but rather 
to have conversations not dissimilar from what we have when we talk to parents. Yeah, you, you would you would think that the content would be the same. Um, so I, I don't know how much ground we have on our argument. I mean, we 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 think that teachers are underappreciated because of their pay, um, their benefits, their retirement, um, their standing. I mean, consider teachers or young people going into the profession. Is it a sought after? profession. If you look at Germany or Finland, for example, it's like Finland, it's number one. It's the most uh, sought after college major. And if there's an impression that it, it's a bit of a fallback, you know, you don't go into, in, into college saying, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. It usually comes later is, is my impression. It's not their top choice. After you flunked out engineering school or something along those lines or yeah, maybe so. Um, but I, I mean, I'm probably being unfair. You know, there are a lot of people who consider it their calling to, uh, right out of the gates. But you know, sure. but some of us, you know, myself and probably you included, we were fighting it and thinking we could get into a more lucrative field or anything. But being around high school kids all day didn't seem so great. And then it turned out we liked it. Well, here's my thing about gauging our level of standing in society based upon pay. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's a single other classification of government worker that measures their worth based upon their pay. I think the assumption is when you work for the state or when you work for the federal government, you know, you are not set up for a lifetime of the finest meats and cheeses in the land. And so the notion that somehow when you go into the profession, I mean, any teacher that complains about pay, I just... I, I don't know where to start with that. I, yes, I understand that you could say that, you know, one state or another doesn't pay that much. I get it. But at the same time, you knew that going in. Second of all, who expects a, a large commiserate with one's in, inherent value kind of paycheck and compensation from a, the status of a state employee, you know? I would like to get paid more, but I'm also under no illusions as to who and what I am. So that's why I have a hard time making pay the barometer by which we judge whether a teacher is respected or not. Well, I think it's one of many factors. Sure. Um, the other thing about you know, people, you know, in, in other professions, even government type professions, uh, is that there is an attractive towards upward mobility the longer you're in a stay with a company or in a in an industry whatever it is you get benefits from that over time so so you may double or triple your salary based upon you know when you get to retirement you know right and i would argue that the the teachers if they unless they go into administration and even so that's not that big of a bump um their career path is not as promising as far as you know making more money over time you tend to you know, get, you know, cost of living, maybe little bumps, but it's incremental compared to, you know, promotion in, you know, in other fields. Well, I think the problem with that is, is that, you know, we are a profession that any kind of promotion would actually have us leaving the profession. You know, you know, it's, it, you're either a teacher or you're not a teacher. There does not tend to be, right kind of a middle ground. And that was, you know, when I was first thinking about the idea of retiring, that's where I kind of came face to face with this type of reality. 
you know, because my options beyond the classroom were for sure outside of the classroom, be it, a, you know, administrator, and there's no way in hell I was going to be an administrator. I, I don't, I don't have that talent. I don't have that skill set. No, no, to be an administrator. <laughs> <laughs> no one would like it. <laughs> this couldn't be good for anybody, yeah. for the parents, for the teachers, for me, you know. So, I think teaching is kind of a weird duck in that, in that, in that way because there are no other um, options for you to stay in the classroom, but then to do something different from what you do in the classroom. I, I think you can't. Again, I can't help but think that you can't look at education in the same way as you might judge other professions. Well, it is, it is interesting about mobility and, and you know, you're applying for a job and you, and you put on your resume, oh, I taught high school for 14 years or, or something. You know, are, are the employers going to be so excited to to hire you. Um, it's, it, I mean, maybe it's, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I know we need that. Or, or, or somebody who's been in the military and maybe took, mm. took early retirement or that, you know, as you know, the word on the street is that that's a, that's a pretty, that, that's a different category because mm. you know, they have leadership experience and, and all kinds of things they bring to the table. Um, but I, I don't think it's the same perception of a teacher that, that people are knocking down the door to, to hire them. Mm -hmm. So it seems like most of the attitudes, at least as it relates to pay or, or compensation or what have you, seems to be the product of judging education by what it's not rather than by what it is, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and again, I'm kind of left to go back to that, you know, that kind of the basic question, you know, how are we seen? I think it's tricky to judge us based upon how parents view us because that's going to be a feast or famine proposition because ultimately it depends upon what our interaction is with their student and their kid and how their kid did in our particular class. And typically no nuanced conversation like, well, how did the student do in the class? How much of it was their fault or the teacher's fault or what have you, you know, there's not typically a lot of in-depth conversation or thought given to that, it usually tends to be a black or white thing. If people come out and say, we think you're a horrible teacher or we think you're a great teacher, you know? And so, um, you know, the more I try to think about what it means to be well appreciated, the more I struggle to figure out what that would even look like if it were to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it, as you know, think about a elementary teacher. I mean, that, that's a little bit more prominent with a parent because it's one person and they're working with that teacher interacting all year. They develop some knowledge of them. And we need and, to have an elementary teacher on, by the way. Yeah, we're going to be, <laughs> gonna be a little bang on. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> but um, now, now what, what was I just saying? We, we were talking about um, but the notion of how elementary teachers, for example, are quite yeah, different. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for bringing me back. Thank um, you. You're welcome. But but as you get to the you know the middle school, high school, where the the kid has multiple teachers, um, we as parents don't really develop an impression of many of them. I mean, we get emails, you know, from from the district where you teach. Mm -hmm. um, they they keep it to once a week sometimes, but not not necessarily. 
but we're talking about three kids and seven, eight teachers for each kid. And they all have emails about what they're doing in, you know, in math class, or here, here's our, our fun activity in, in social studies. And, and don't forget to, you know, bring your binder, you know? And, and so what I do is I, I don't have an auto delete or a block, thing, but, I, <laughs> I, but I definitely uh, summarily delete them. So I don't know. I mean, I know the, band teachers and the ones that they see year after year, but those one-offs right. no relationship with, I don't know them. I wouldn't recognize them. I don't even know their name. Hmm. And, uh, so I think there's something happens at that level that, that are, there is no impression, you know, positive or negative. So what are we left with? I mean, it does, I mean, I, I mean, first of all, does parents even need to reach out to a particular teacher to show appreciation or to show, kind of a level of respect does the fact that sometimes parents stay out of the teacher's way and don't communicate, don't overly uh, inquire about this thing or that thing. Is that a sign of appreciation? Um, it is true. I, I will tell you as a teacher, I really don't, it's a little bit like as a veteran, you know, I'll have people come up to me who find out I'm a veteran and they'll say, thank you for your service. And I have, um, um, and I have obviously responded right, know, right. as I, I, I appreciate your, uh, your words. Thank you very right, much. Right. In the beginning, I really didn't know how to take that, you know, right. and I really didn't know how to, to, uh, to kind of see it. I didn't know how to uh, value it. Um, you know, on some level, you just saw it as something that people said as soon as you found, they found out you were a veteran, but obviously a ton of people sincerely, deeply mean it. Because they're not just talking to you. They're talking to their grandfather who served. They're talking to their, you know, their mom who served or something like that. I mean, so uh, I've come to have a different appreciation with that. When people talk about teachers, I, I sometimes run into the same problem, but I've never come to terms with it. Because you have some people that will say, oh, my goodness, you're a there's no way I could do that. You must have the patience of Job. And nothing, though, in that. One is very varied usually it's the same notes and i don't pay you enough oh, okay thank you uh, you know it's a <laughs> I, I don't know how i don't know how to respond to it i don't know how to say it sometimes it feels like that i'm both being quote unquote appreciated and also denigrated in a way and i don't know how to balance the two i don't know what i'm actually hearing from people and so <clears throat> and that's why that's why i'm less thinking about what constitutes a profession that is appreciated and respected that's really hard because you 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 may feel like you're being complimented and insulted at the same time. <laughs> you know, how, how can you crap yourself in a in a room with kids for twenty years? Um, you know, thank you for doing it, so I don't have to or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but 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 maybe to get back to what you said at the beginning, some of that comes from the media. I mean, parents don't know what goes on in schools. You know, they're not in there. You know, so all they have are movies of you know. I, I don't know. I don't try. I try not to watch any movies since 1980. But um, you know, there, there's an impression that that schools can be really rough places or really silly places. You know, with comedy and you know, <laughs> we're gonna. You know, we think about Welcome Back, Cotter. That's how old we are. You know, <laughs> and, but isn't that the feast of famine na nature of how yeah. we are portrayed? I mean, because you sit there and you think about what is the last great movie that you ever heard or saw that 
that showed teachers in kind of an honest way. Cause you either get the quirky goofy kind of uh, staff, you know, with the absent-minded principal and the, uh, the overly sardonic English teacher who can quote Shakespeare at a drop of a hat, or, or you get the, you get the other one where it's the, you know, Bill Burr talks, the comedian talked about the fact that, you know, how many movies do we see where um, the, the one teacher goes into the hardened school and, and first of all, is not appreciated. Then they start, you know, bringing out their inner feelings and then pretty soon they're teaching her to dance and, you know, just all this stuff right here, you know, it's, it's, it tends to be a feast or famine. And as far as like the, the, uh, the tough inner city school, I guess it all starts with, with, uh, Sidney Poitier and, um, um, oh crap. Something that film, um, um, to serve with love. And so you start with that and it really has not gotten much different. I mean, concrete jungle with, with, uh, with, I think it was William Ford, you know, these, these kind of movies that show this kind of gritty kind of life, or it's just a bunch of goofballs, you know, like teachers where, you know, <laughs> Nick Nolte and Joe Beth Williams, and you got the guy dressing up as George Washington who escaped from a funny farm and he's the best history teacher anyone's ever seen, you know, what do you even do with that? I don't know what to do with that. Uh, yeah. The, the sad part is I can't think of much in between those extremes, uh, you know, at all. Um, it, it, it's really hard to portray what happens in a, in a classroom. I think the tendency is to look at the school, look at the hallways where they release kids in their or, or athletic fields, but in a classroom, that's a, that's a complicated, I mean, it's a little ecosystem of its own. Um, and, and you can't do it justice unless you filmed it over, you know, a year, you know, and, and the personalities that come out and the dynamics, it's, mm-hmm. it's too much. So, so you kind of trivialize, trivialize it. Um, but you're right there, you know, that, that, and, and then they also, there's the impression from the press, you know, and, and sometimes there are human interest stories of a teacher doing some great things, but usually they, they're being, uh, arrested or fired for certain behaviors or, you know, or, or, or there's a, a, a school shooting, you know, and that's right. another insight into the, just how frightening it is, uh, in, in a school apparently from the, so p- parents have all kinds of views, you know, well beyond reality. And you get that sometimes when people talk to you about you being a teacher, you know, because prior to 2020, you know, I'd have people go, man, aren't you, don't you worry about someone coming into the school and shooting up the place? I'm like, no, I never think, I never think about it until someone brings it up to me in the form of a question. <laughs> like, you did, like You just did, you know, I can't, I mean, and the same, and same thing with the pandemic, I mean, aren't you afraid of getting COVID? I've had it. I got it. You know, I just, I don't think about it. I think it's, I, I think it's problematic if you think about these things often, I think that's a sign of some other issues, you know, but as far as, as far as, you know, that goes, that's, that's not, that doesn't generally track with me when people bring stuff like that up. Well, uh, I, I would say that teachers are, are always going to vote with their feet and they are leaving the profession. I, I doubt that they're leaving because, you know, parents don't like them or, you know, their ratings with, you know, they they have all kinds of other reasons you know and what will what will take the teachers out would be number one technology um because that that's definitely happening and and number two something like amazon where 
you know, when you look at what they're paying, suddenly they're, they're, they're paying more, uh, you know, significantly. And, and the teachers will say, wait a minute, you know, here's what I'm getting. Here's the, here are the working conditions and here's the stress uh, and look at the money. So it, it, it's a, a bit of a calculation uh, on the part of teachers. Um, we, we spent a lot of episodes talking about the other side, you know, of there's something that keeps a teacher in there it's not just lack of confidence because I do think the longer you're a teacher, the less confident you are that you can do anything outside of the classroom. Um, But at the same time, there's something that draws you to that schedule and and to be in that room with the the kids and the, what it brings you. So it's, it's rather complicated, but probably the impressions from the outside aren't helping. Um, You know, I I guess to say it simpler, I think people outside of teaching could do a lot more, to you know, to help teachers. Well, I mean, I, I well, that goes, that goes back again to my original question. Mm-hmm. What would it look like to be appreciated? It, I mean, is it people coming into the schools to do everything that you don't absolutely have to do yourself? Is it, um, is it you know principals that let you wear jeans you know until uh, until you know whenever? I mean. It, all of these are good things. I'm not knocking any of these things. But, you know, sometimes I struggle when I hear about teachers saying, you know, I'm going to quit or I'm going to leave or whatever the case may be. Um, because oftentimes the issues that they have are not new. I mean, these are not things that just popped up over the last couple of years. And so sometimes people will then equate it to what's happened over the last couple of years. But I'm just not sure it really um, it's really that way. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure there are tons of people that that are specifically leaving just because they can't handle the stress. And I understand that. But at the same time, what job doesn't have stress? What job doesn't have issues? So there's, there's, it seems like it's a combination of things. And again, I go back to wondering what would have made that situation better? What would have dealing with COVID? What would that look like to make it better? I don't know. Because ultimately you just have to kind of, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and just, and just go after it, put your head down and go after it, you know? Um, and, and that's why I struggle about how to look at, you know, different things about why people leave and, you know, why they choose to, what they say is the reason why they leave and what may be the real reason why they're leaving. Cause a lot of times those are two different things. So I don't know how to take it. Well, that's a um, confusing state of affairs, you know, because, you know, we're kind of ambivalent to, you know, what's happening. We want it to be better for teachers. You know, that's, Mm. that's our whole point here is to support teachers, but we don't really know how, you know, it's like when you were thanked for being in the military, you know, Mm. um, is that, is that enough, you know, or, you know, is there some action behind the, the words, you know, the district in which I teach and in which your students uh, attend um, just uh, gave us a one-off $1,000, you know, bump in our salary, in our paycheck. And I think it pops in at the end of February or something like that. And I remember talking to a group of teachers in the hallway and I heard one teacher say, I would have preferred a day off. Wow. And I said, I sitting there going, 
So first of all, this is our job. This is what we do. Second of all, you got a thousand bucks so you can afford to, to, to have a day docked if you want to go in that direction. But, you know, there's also the idea that if, if, that if someone was handing out free ice cream in the town square, there'd be people bitching that it was <laughs> vanilla, not chocolate or something, you know. So, um, you know, part of me who complains about part of me who looks at people who complain about something like a thousand dollars, which is not chump change. I mean, it may, it may be chump change to other folks. It's not to me. It's not like I, I can't I can't use a thousand dollars. But to me, when I hear people complain about it or say, I wish it was something else. I just, I don't understand the mindset. I mean, I, yeah, I'd like an extra day off, but that's not what we got. We got a thousand dollars. I think it's fine. You know, we can't have a day off because we still have to get to the end of the school year. And then we get two and a half months off, you know? I, I, so even when people do things, that's it. Even if someone did something, even if, <laughs> even if a school district or a superintendent or a, you know, or whatever, even if they did something, to show their appreciation, there'd be teachers kvetching about it in the hallway, saying, "Well, they could have gotten us this, or they, you know, they should. That money would have been better spent on, you know." I'm like, "You can't win for losing. If you're a superintendent or you're a principal, you cannot win for losing because someone's always going to bitch about it." Wow, <laughs> we don't deserve to be treated. No, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> one big union, you know. <laughs> Um, but do you, you understand what I'm saying? You know this type. Yeah, um, I'm. I, I still think the you know just in in general, yeah, give them the the day off and pay them more uh, all the time, not as a occasional thing out of the out of the blue, which is nice. Sure. You know, yeah. But but, the, but there's just a, a lot of things shorten the the number of hours they have and you know increase their planning periods. Um, Go to year-round schooling or not, but there. Mm. Um, so, so there are there are things, and and, and involved teachers in decision making, take their opinion, don't micromanage them. Lots of things that can make their job better, and to professionalize the profession. And we've we've written about that. Um, but but I yeah I, I think that there's there's no way you can make up for <laughs> for all the. <laughs> turmoil the teachers go to with a little payment under the table here you go how many times have you had a principal or district personnel ask the teachers what they think and you'll get one of two responses okay you'll get either the response of um well they had already made their mind up they're just doing this for show to make it look like that you know we're being inclusive to include teachers into the conversation or they're saying, listen, this is above my pay grade. What am I supposed to say about this sort of thing? Just make decisions, be a leader, you know, do something that's on the behalf of everybody. I mean, you can't win for losing. And I will say, and I've often said, you know, the teachers are the most complaining, kvetching lot of folks I have I've ever come across. And so I in in so that's why sometimes I'm just struck by the fact of, you know, when I hear to, we're not appreciated. Okay, sure. Yeah, I can understand that. But what's the next part of your uh, tirade? <laughs> what's the next, what's the next sentence that you have to, that you have to say? That's what I'm interested in. And oftentimes it ends there. You know, it ends after the first blurb, you know, and and then you're just left back where you started from. Well, there, there needs to be a little detail or an ask. You know, we would like this. Hmm. Um, but it, I mean, to round this out, but 
at the end of this broadcast, you're like bashing teachers and they're complaining. Uh, and, yes. And, and so you're, you're, you're perpetuating this by <clears throat> bad mouthing teachers publicly from Ross Miller of all people. Listen, I mean, there is not, there is nothing that there's not one group of folks that are going to have an issue with this, that, or the next thing. I don't think that's breaking any ground. You know, the question is, what is the overall vibe or atmosphere of a place? And what is the overall um, idea that people have about teachers? Is it one of respect? Do they respect us? You know, after, you know, after parents had to do uh, Zoom education by themselves right. uh, in the spring of 2020, you know, the only thing I heard in August of 2020 when we, went, when we went back to school was about the idea of extending grace. And, you know, listen, we're just going to we understand the teachers are having a tough time. Even parents who complained or sent emails to me to complain, they always prefaced their remarks with, listen, I know it's very difficult for you all. You have a lot. Going. So to me, that's appreciative. Even if what they say next is horrible, you know, <laughs> everything <laughs> after the thank everything, you. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, the, my thing is, 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 this is not necessarily about teachers in and of themselves, but I, I just think it's about what we, what we assume are the expectations of, or the benefits of teaching and what we assume are the, are the byproducts of it. And in, in some cases, I think people have a misunderstanding of what that's supposed to be. And on the second hand, I would suggest that even people who set out to appreciate teachers are going to take it in the shorts at some point or another from some group or another. And so at the end, I'm just not sure what the point of the conversation is. It's a terrible conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and people like us, I mean, we were, and you know, I mean, you're still in the classroom. We, we didn't really care. You know, we, in fact, we weren't taking suggestions from parents no. nor from our administrators uh, nor from our students for that matter, um, but particularly parents. I mean, you know, we, we would answer an email, but that didn't change our day. We, we had a business to do. We had work mm. to accomplish and we were the experts in the room. And, and the same thing about, you know, vice principals coming into your room with the clipboard, you know, they're there, but you're not really interested in what, what they have to say. Oh, I mm. didn't know that. Wow. That's really helpful. I'm going to shift, you know, same thing. Um, <laughs> So, so may, maybe teachers shouldn't care what people think about them. They're they're making a choice uh, as adults to be in that profession, and they have their reasons. Um, they're appreciated or not doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> well, it'd be interesting to you know we because we're kind of joking about having a, a elementary teacher. It'll never happen at this rate. <laughs> no. But it would be interesting. We you know we've had some folks on. It'd be interesting to have somebody on. Uh, from Germany, we have plenty of contacts there. I mean, just to kind of get what does the other side of the fence look like? Is the past, is the is the grass really greener on the other side of things? You know, that would be kind of interesting to do. I I believe. I think everybody would rather hear from somebody else than us. And indeed, <laughs> and our highest ratings happen when we had guests. You know, yes, on all accounts. Um, so that, that should tell us something. Um, All right. Well, I'll get, I'll get on uh, getting some people in here then. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll believe it when we see it. All right. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, good luck to you today. Have fun. Yeah. I think it's going to get above freezing. So good times ahead. It is. Yeah. Well, and so I shall say, uh, adieu, Herr Dr. Bourgeois. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Herr Miller.